Lisa here. Welcome to the Start Life podcast. Um, it's currently Saturday afternoon, exactly uh, one week and one day after finishing the Breck Epic out in Colorado. And kind of just uh, doing a little podcast here on my own of life after Breck, I think I would say. <laughs> Uh, this week has hit me a lot harder than I anticipated. I don't know why I thought it wouldn't affect me the way it has. I mean, I've done big events before, but probably just not as intense over that many days. Uh, keep it in mind, it was six six days of hard riding, uh, lots of altitude, lots of elevation gain, um, lots of ups and downs emotionally, physically, just kind of the works, honestly. Um, on, let me go back to when we first finished. We finished Friday, at the best day. Best day of the week was Friday for sure. And then um, that Friday night, we went out. We had a dinner, like a little celebratory dinner with um, myself and Ben, Charlie, who raced the the second three days, and his wife Dolly. Um, Jake, who raced the first three days uh, with his wife Alexis, went out for dinner and got home and honestly just felt, you know, I was exhausted, but went to bed, but just tossed and turned constantly, couldn't get to sleep. Finally, about midnight rolls around and I wake up and I just have to vomit. So here's me at midnight, just throwing up in the bathroom miserable I think I think your body is a pretty incredible thing in itself you know for the time that you need it to go it'll keep going so I'll keep going and then I'll kind of reflect on it I guess a little bit so anyway so a a shitty night's sleep on the Friday night woke up and did not feel good so bear in mind every single day that week I'd, I'd woken up and I felt like I was definitely starting to feel my legs but I could go well, Saturday morning I woke up and I just, I felt like my, like, I felt like I hit a brick wall. Just like, everything was just shut down, felt awful. Um, just super lethargic and achy everywhere, everything hurt. Um, one of the biggest things I was having trouble with was I was, I had to pee constantly. And it sounds silly, because I was drinking a lot of water, but I was surely like dehydrated as well, but... Just having to constantly get up and go to the bathroom. Originally, I thought maybe I just like had some sort of bladder infection just from, I don't know, like the week, the week's ups and downs, things like that. Anyway, that that happened for two days. So Saturday and Sunday, peeing constantly. Kept trying to like drink lots of water as well because I know I was still dehydrated, catching up with that. Saturday we had the law. Uh, sorry, so Saturday we we got the car fixed. Saturday went and picked it up in Denver, and then Sunday we had the long drive back from Frisco back to Las Vegas, which is about ten and a half hour drive and um, without stop. So obviously, like we stopped a couple times to refuel, to go to the bathroom for me a few times to go to the bathroom, um, and a couple times to eat as well. So got back late Sunday night and then I was back to work on Monday so this whole week I was back straight back into work um and 
with all intentions of, you know, oh, maybe get up early and, you know, go to yoga or go and do some strength and conditioning or go do this or that. But honestly, every single day I've woken up this week is just, I've been so tired. And so Tuesday morning came around and Tuesday morning I usually do a 5am ride out from Audi Henderson. Um, Audi Henderson have been great. They're very supportive in in many different um like lifestyle uh, groups throughout the valley, um, they just want to be a part of the the healthy and active lifestyle in Las Vegas. So, I host a ride from there every Tuesday morning at five a.m. for women, and I show up and I get on my bike and I literally couldn't sit down. I couldn't sit sit down in the saddle. I had this sharp shoon pain, like in my groin, like right where the, like on the uh, right side, like where right side of the saddle. And I physically couldn't sit down on the bike at all. And so I had to admit defeat, go back to my car, come home, slept, work. So this week's just been work and sleep. That's basically it. Oh, I did go and get to uh, visit with my uh, friend Mallory's new baby, so that was fun. But other than that, work and sleep. So tried again yesterday on the bike, just on the street, because I was aware that I was having this issue and I didn't want to kind of dwell on it, but uh, went and sat down on the saddle and initially didn't seem too bad. And then I would have a pedal stroke round and again, the sharp shooting pain. So with a little bit of uh, deductive reasoning and um, a little bit of research and just following the path of where this has gone, I'm realizing that I have a little bit of a, an irritated nerve. So an irritated uh, pedendal nerve, uh, which can be quite common in, in, um, in cyclists. Um, but basically just from sitting down on the bike and powering all week long, a little bit of inflammation around like the bone, bony area um, around your sit bones. And this is what was causing me to have to go have to feel like I needed to pee all the time over the weekend. So that was its worst. So I know it's getting better because I don't have that symptom anymore. Um, And I did shift around my saddle and I was able to kind of eliminate it somewhat. Um, But just with with that in mind, like um, there are a lot of injuries that sometimes, you know, you can kind of work through. But I will say when you have nerve pain, like a sharp shooting pain like that, Nerves take um, significantly longer to heal than, say, muscle tissue. Um, And they're a lot more sensitive as well. So once you irritate a nerve, um, it will stay irritated and take a longer time to to recover. So with that being said, I decided to take this weekend off the bike again. So... Just to kind of give that nerve a little bit more respite and then hopefully I'll be be able to get back on the bike at the beginning of the week. I will probably try and get out on the BMX bike though today or tomorrow or maybe both because you're not really sitting down for that and and it's fun. I can practice some bunny hops, practice some uh, wheelies, things like that and just still be on the bike but not with that nerve being irritated. So I guess coming back to where I was going to reflect on it all um, as far as what your body's capable of. Um, I think this is a, a really, it's a really valuable lesson. And honestly, it's something that you, you have to go out and experience. Um, before I did the Ironman, I did Ironman Canada 
before I did the Ironman, I had so many doubts in my head. Like, I'd never done this distance before. You got to swim 2.4 miles, uh, bike 112 miles, then run a marathon. And, you know, when you say it like that, you're like, oh, I don't even know, like, if I can even manage this. And and achieving that and, and um, all the obstacles that happened on the day, you just keep going. And your body can just keep going. Um, and so it's incredible, actually, what you can overcome by kind of freeing your own limitations that you've put on yourself in your mind. So what you perceive to be a limitation or what you perceive to be your ceiling or what you perceive to be your um, uh, capabilities or um, ability to to go a certain distance or, or whatever the case may be, are often just these mental, um, not blocks, but kind of like, I guess, walls that we put up um, that are often founded on nothing. Well, they're founded on fear. They're founded on like a fear of the unknown. Um, But once you overcome these, it's really incredible what that opens you up to the potential that it opens you up to and what it opens up your mind and how you how you address certain situations and and obviously I'm coming from this from a from a sports point of view. But you know, like um maybe it's a maybe it's a work goal or something like that where you've perceived that, you know, there's no point in say there's a, a career ladder that you're working up and you've given yourself a rung in the ladder which you think you're going to try and get to and you get to that and then you're happy and you're content you stay there because that's where you thought you were that's where you thought you'd max out at but in actual fact there's potential to go above that and without even trying or exploring it you're kind of self-limiting yourself by not exploring it um and so coming back to the physical side of things, you know, like with the Breck Epic, you know, that was six days of, of really hard riding, which maybe, I think probably before, you could have gone and addressed, you could go and do any one of those rides and do it one day and be exhausted the next day and like, you know, have to put your feet up and and things. But when you've told yourself and you've accepted that, no, well, I can't do that because tomorrow I've got to do the same, if not harder, tomorrow... Um, your body doesn't, in your mind, once you accept that, they prepare for it. So it's like your body keeps going until you've kind of given it permission to stop. Um, and I guess it's kind of like the same as giving up. Although I find giving up is kind of a, can be kind of a harsh term to use. Um, because we do all have, we like, I'm saying all this, obviously we have limits. Like, there's no way I'm going to run a nine-second, uh, nine hundred meters. First of all, I'm not very tall. I will admit that, um, which will may surprise some of you. I know I look maybe 5'8", but I'm, I'm not. Anywho, um... You know, there's some things that that do have limitations just because of physiological differences, um, practicalities and stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that that are that is made up of just mental mental blocks. So I definitely encourage you to um, find something 
the movie scares you or you perceive as a challenge and set out to set out to overcome it. Um, now, whether you decide you're going to take a day, a week, a month, a year, whatever that goal is, take the necessary steps. You're not just saying, oh, well, I think a marathon would be incredibly difficult, but I'm going to just do it and overcome it. Like, go and run, you know, do do the things that are necessary to to put you in the best position to be able to achieve that goal. Um, and don't get me wrong, things are hard as well. I mean, I didn't just uh, go out to Breck and, and race day after day with this just blind hope that, oh, well, I'll just keep going then, I guess, you know. I put in hours, I put in hours and hours on my bike. I put in hours and hours of climbing, of hill repeats, of training at the highest elevation I could within a reasonable distance of where I live, you know, bearing in mind that I still have to work, I still have to pay bills, I don't have an endless, a limited supply of money, so, you know, I can't just jet off to to far off places and and climb up to 12,000 feet every day, you know, but I put myself in the best position to to achieve, to achieve that goal of, of racing the Brack Epic. Um... So find yourself, find yourself that thing that either that both excites and challenges you. There's no point in setting yourself a goal which you have absolutely no interest in. Like, let me think. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But if you're setting yourself a goal, it has to excite you. It has to, it has to fire up something deep inside of you that just kind of gets your gets you excited and gets you amped about about achieving it and then as I say you know write down or or think about the things that will the things that are necessary for you to achieve before you can go out and complete that task um the dangerous thing is I guess is um you know once you achieve these like big monumental um feats I would say then it does open you up to um, challenging yourself to perhaps more uh, extreme or crazy challenges. Um, So I would say in that instance, you know, you don't necessarily need to stay in that same field and challenge yourself to just something more extreme or more crazy. You could challenge yourself to a different uh, field altogether. Right now, I'm studying for um, for my EMT qualification, and I'm I'm challenging myself in a mental way that I haven't been challenged for for a while, um, or since I was at university, I guess. Like just challenging myself academically or challenging myself um, career wise. So that's good as well. I will say I do. Um, we have a a little challenge or adventure brewing in the midst so watch this space because I'm pretty hopeful that we're going to be able to pull it off it's just timing and um logistics are going to be pretty big so Breck Epic was a six day feat this will probably more be in the realm of 10 to 15 days of riding so as I say much bigger um a much bigger uh, challenge and the logistics are definitely uh, increased 
Um, luckily, I'm pretty good at reading maps. So um, I have grown up in Scotland hiking and uh, referencing Ordnance Survey maps to thank for that. Um, but yeah, so watch this space. We've got a good challenge coming up. But I would love to hear from you as well. Like, let me know... Uh, what challenges that you would like to set yourself you know what what is it that excites you or inspires you or um frightens you what what challenges you mentally or emotionally or physically um because also verbalizing that and actually saying it out loud brings into your reality and kind of just makes it more real. You could think of something in your head and think, oh yeah well i'm going to I'm going to run a marathon. If you think that in your head, it remains that. It remains this thought that just kind of bounces around. Like, but when you say it out loud, it actually um, helps to bring that thought to fruition and to bring it into your reality and help bring it into something that you can actually um, manifest. Um, on a slight tangent, I am coming to the end of this, don't worry. Um, on a slight tangent, um, a book that a dear friend of mine and um, racing compadre Erica Tingey had recommended is a book called The Art of Racing in the Rain. And I knew nothing about this book, so I just assumed because she's a fellow bike racer that it was something to do with racing bikes in the rain and it would probably be told by some world champion racer or something like that and if you've read the book you're probably laughing at me because you know full well it's not what it's about at all but I'll tell you a, a brief kind of the gist of the book is it's actually as told by um a dog so totally different um but it's it's in the words of as told by a dog um and about and his owner is a race car driver and throughout the book you know like they discuss like the like actually the art of racing in the rain um and this is a book that she would recommend when we were teaching at uh, clinics together mountain bike clinics and um, with women in the mountains and I was thinking when I started listening to this book because I bought an audio book because I'm always in the car driving so I bought an audio book a bit um and I was like why on earth is she recommending this book honestly I was gripped. I listened to the book on the drive out to Colorado and it just had me gripped from start to finish. It was a phenomenal book. If you're good at reading, um, then I would recommend to get the book. Um, however, if you, like me, uh, find it difficult to stay focused on, on reading books and, and the time and stuff, um, get the audiobook. It's well worth the money. The narrator was brilliant. Um, but the whole reason I'm saying this is one of the there are so many snippets and quotes throughout the book that are really kind of valuable to to life and definitely in mountain biking um or racing of any kind um but one one quote that i took from it was that which we manifest is before us so that which we manifest is before us and what that simply means is what we create is what is going to be in our future, which sounds, when you kind of break it down like that, you're like, well, of course, like, uh, but I mean, that kind of comes to how you approach things. Like if you approach things with a positive attitude, with um, like an upbeat attitude or, or whatever the case may be, then you're going to, you're going to bring yourself 
a more positive outcome or you know even if the the outcome isn't as positive as you wanted you're going to be able to approach it with a better um you're going to be able to take away from it with a better attitude than if you went in with a negative attitude from the beginning um and also just like kind of what we create as well so so anyway uh the name of that book was the art of racing in the rain um as i said the audiobook was phenomenal um I told Jake about this book. Um, he does read books, so he I think he bought the book on Amazon for $1. Shipping was $2, so he bought it for $3. So basically a steal. Um, so anyway, so as I said, um, please reach out and let me know uh, how if you have your own goals that you're going to set out or just... Whether that be, as I say, um, mentally challenging, physically challenging, emotionally challenging, whatever the case may be, um, do something that both excites you and frightens you. Um, Because honestly, that's where the magic happens. It's a fine line, but phenomenal things happen in that place, I guarantee you. Um, I'm going to get back to studying. I found a lot of wonderful things to uh, distract myself with today. Played a lot of piano this morning. I've taken the dogs out a bunch. I've cleaned the kitchen. But, um, you know, these books aren't going anywhere. So I better get back to it. Um, so that's all for this week. Um, we'll hopefully have some, some cool guests in the future. And we'll see you all again soon. All right. Stay dirty, my friends. <laughs>